We got a Vaughn thing going this this we're, show. We're just Vaughning the whole month away. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to bring this month to a close with some Vonage. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Movie Toast News and Reviews. This week we got two classic movies and three brand new movies coming your way. I'm so excited, man. How you doing this week, Dennis? I'm doing pretty good, Adam. How about yourself? Ooh, I can't complain. I uh, just found out that we both watched uh, one movie unbeknownst to one another this week, so I think we should start the show off that way. <laughs> that sounds like fun, yeah. It, it was a, that's a pleasant surprise. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what you got to say about Hulu's new streaming title, The Binge that we both mm. happen to watch. Ooh, the parody of The Purge without killing, but more drinking and drugging. It was a little bit of Superbad, um, a little bit of Harold and Kumar. Yeah, I, I, th- I feel like it's a combination of all three of those things, an attempt at combining all three yeah. of those things. Yeah. Let's put it that way. There's, there's a lot of <laughs> little nooks and crannies throughout this movie to talk about. Um, yeah, so essentially the plot is uh, you got these three guys they're friends. They're trying to go to a big party, a big bash on the binge night. The binge, uh, this is going to be their first binge they can participate in. It's uh, kind of like the one night a year that America allows you to drink and do drugs at the age of 18. So they want to go, but of course, nothing goes smoothly for them. And then there's a little B story that happens at the same time. The, um, the, the laws of the world, I have to point out, they go a little bit further in that all drugs and alcohol are, are totally outlawed every other day of the year so this is the that's the one exception or why this one night is such a big deal and why it's called the binge is that it's everything is allowed with within like you know some reason there's no like killing people it's not like the purge night where that type of shit goes on but (laughs) all alcohol is allowed any sort of drug is allowed to be consumed for 12 hours in this one this one evening um the fact that you're allowed to do all of these things starting at 18, I mean, I, it, the idea of this kind of dystopian world, it's not dystopian. They, they do describe it being in the far future. Yes. You get some references. It's in the 2090s, I think. Is it? I thought it was Is like, it? I thought it was just like 20, 2030s, 2060s. I might be wrong. Well, they, they, um, in one scene, in, er, in the assembly scene right at the beginning, there's banners mm. on the back wall. Some I want to say one of them was in the twenty, like winning a championship in either the twenty forties or twenty seventies. Yeah. I'm not. Either I don't way, which exact. I kind of like how they set this up because they say it's the future, and yet they don't bash you over the head with it. There's little subtle like yeah. set dressing pieces and little props that kind of show you, hey, it's the future, but we're still pretty close to where we're at in 2020. Yeah, they're not they're not reaching way too far ahead or biting off way more they could chew with the budget, which. That's something that I got to say was noticeable right off the bat. There is so much stock footage in this movie and so much that Mm. wasn't necessarily like a set or like there's there's only a handful of locations throughout this whole thing. That became uh, pretty obvious to me really fast, Uh, especially the fact that what the first five minutes or so of the movie, like solid five minutes is stock footage of the before you even. I thought it was maybe like a two three minute month. Well, I it guess. felt. Uh, I mean, it felt like a long time. Right, here's, even if it wasn't literally that long. Here's it my question felt for you. Like a long time. Thing that really messed with me. Do you think that narrator was Morgan Freeman? I know it was uncredited. I don't think it was Morgan Freeman, but he, he sounded he sounded a lot like a particular Morgan Freeman impersonator. I was recently pointed out in a uh, <laughs> advertisement that I found humorous. Uh, no, no way. That was Morgan Freeman. Yeah, that was that was the cheap knockoff 
but hey, I, I've heard I've heard cheaper knockoffs. Heard cheaper knock. That's that's very true. This is very true. Have yeah. heard cheaper knockoffs before. I made one comment. I feel like just about every scene in this movie was like John Ralphio in Parks and Recreation trying to rap. It starts off good, and you you get into a good rhythm, and it's funny, mm-hmm. and then we're like, why did we go? this many beats too long like See, why, why did you stop or why, why didn't you stop sooner <laughs> i didn't I, I didn't think that was the thing i think the issue was they wanted to get somewhere and they couldn't get there at all i feel like they could have pushed it so much further where they tried but they just stalled in the middle of what they were trying to do i feel like oh I yeah know. so like, i feel like the humor although they pushed it in some like you like exactly like you're saying they pushed it in some areas but then it's like, well, why didn't you just follow through? Why mm-hmm. didn't you just take it all the way with that? And I, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> everything kind of left me wanting. I, there was some, there was some funny jokes. No, I appreciated totally the relationship ways. between the main characters, the, the text message, the, I'm going to get you mm. pregnant. Like <laughs> that was funny. And then doubling um, down on, on, uh, after I'm going to get pregnant. You. <laughs> yeah. But we, we did leave off on, uh, the side story that happens here. So oh, these kids are all yeah. in high school. And uh, the flip side of that is the one girl that the boy wants to ask out to the prom. I don't know if we told you about that. But the main thing is at the party, this one guy is going to ask the girl of his dreams out to the prom or homecoming, some, some dance of that sort. And uh, she is very close with her dad. She says, oh, I'm just tired. I'm going to go to bed. And then he finds out that she sneaks out. Now, the big thing here is the dad is really the principal of the school, and he's going on a quest to find her. And the beauty of this is the dad's played by Vince Vaughn. So things get kind of out of control. It's, I, I, I will have to jump in with a comment on that. I still am not sure how I feel about Vince Vaughn in this movie. You have the classic delivery that you expect from him that I found funny. There's so many scenes where I was getting that and I just, it felt stale. Like, well, we didn't have that. We didn't have the rest of the dialogue for this scene because we were just hoping Vince Vaughn would just Vince Vaughn us out of here. Mm. And I don't think it always worked for me personally. I liked his character, yeah. but the writing was just kind of back and forth on mm-hmm. everyone's, everyone's motivation was like either very short lived or nothing was actually like, no one stood their ground on any, on anything. See, I'm wondering about the Vince Vaughn thing. If there's two factors here in the past couple of years, Vince Vaughn has primarily been doing these action thriller, dark gritty movies. So he hasn't done a lot of comedy lately. So I'm wondering if that factors in or the fact that he's playing more of a wholesome guy. He's more of a dad. His life kind of changed a little bit when his wife left him. So I'm wondering if they watered that down on purpose. I don't know. Well, and then can I, should, should, I, I'm worried I, about are venturing we talking about the spoiler twist? territory. I don't want yeah, to reveal like, that, but I do like that. The, the, the final, okay, without revealing the final twist, I got to say the, it, his, the initial impression of his character is short-lived. Mm-hmm. I, 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 do, I, I feel like I have to mention at least that much. That's, and that's where some of my issue with the film as a whole kind of ends up being. It's like, well, then, wow, no one really kind of sticks to their guns. I, some of the other characters, I, I feel like, make similar choices. And True. It's like, okay, so there's, what's the point of doing a lot of these things? See, but I'm wondering if maybe things kind of changed a little bit when Vince Vaughn started to take drugs when he took edibles. But I do get there is uh, something that happens with them later on, but I yeah, I, I feel, I feel like that undoes that undoes that. Like, it's See, not- I, I disagree with that. I don't think it undoes it on my end. I don't know why. 
It's interesting to me. But I, I see where you're oh, coming man. from. Yeah. I like the I, fact that they sprinkled breadcrumbs throughout the whole movie leading up to that. I don't know. Oh, sure. But then it's, uh, for me, the payoff was like, oh, okay. So yeah, it that's, was kind of weak. Yeah, I, I, it, it was for me. I got to say, the... So my, first, my difficulty in trying to get words out was kind of my experience <laughs> in watching the film. I gotta be honest. It, I appreciated a lot of the fun stuff, though. Like, the random song taking the place of the mushroom trip. That was, that was crazy. I like. See, that I set. didn't like that. I did not like that. I don't, I'm like, what the fuck? Why do we get now, a musical number here? If there were musical numbers, I'd get on board with that. Uh, it's like, I, now, I, I gotta finish my comment, though. All right. I, appreci- I appreciated the boldness of going that direction, and I liked the visual aspect of it, but it was way too long. It yeah. could have been a funny, like, 20, 30 second maybe a minute long scene cutaway thing, but it totally detracted from what we're, what was just going on in the scene. I don't have any on-screen visual representation of the two characters who are just fighting, mm. being physically distant from each other. Cause we're seeing them do this whole song and dance together. So it's like, and then the song is so upbeat and happy. I don't really give a shit what the lyrics are. <laughs> I don't have that visual representation of them like being apart. This is supposed to be uh, getting into the third act. Our characters have disbanded. You know, we're all supposed to be parting ways momentarily. It never happens. It genuinely never happens. You get to the party, they still walk in the front door together, all excited, like slapping each other's backs and stuff. Were they kind of like? Uh, I thought they were separated, and they come together because. For, uh, for yeah, but dude, it's like twenty seconds. It's it. They they forgive each other like almost immediately. There is no like. It was rushed. Everything, uh, yeah, yeah, that was my the whole movie it. itself was rushed. I feel like they there didn't was, harness yeah. the time and effort that they should have put into it. I feel like if they did one more pass at the script, not to say that it was a terrible movie, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Mixed thoughts on this one. For me personally, I'd say Yellow Light it wasn't dog shit, but it wasn't gold. I want it more. Stuff kind of like in the world of super bad, and I feel like we got more like tamer PG thirteen level comedy. I don't know. Yeah, it was like they're trying to make a a tween PG like a tween uh, uh, hangover, but yes. it's we're watching it happen. We're watching the night happen instead, and I did, and like nothing pays off for me. It's one of my very, very, very few red lights. Oh, now, wow. I'm not going to say dog shit, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, I laughed at it. But, God, it was just not worth the time, I don't think. There was, there was funny things to appreciate about it. I liked, the, I liked the world it was set up in, and I liked some of the performances of the actors. But then there was a lot of scenes I feel like just started to run stale. Mm-hmm. Almost every scene I feel like ran too long. And then, like, every jo- the jokes that I did enjoy... We, we hit the beat at least one time too many. Or like it was called back to one time too many for me almost every, you know, with almost every joke. I, yeah. It's, I suppose if you're getting as fucked up as the characters are watching the movie, I, I might have tried to enjoy it better, but I simply was not. I don't know. Well, even the fact that we have montage of these kids getting drunk for the first time or doing drugs... There's no payoff. They have no effect. It's like they just continue to act the same way. And there's no major like, oh, they're impaired or this or that. It's just, oh, yeah. let's move on. It's not even, now I, I, I don't believe this to be in a spoiler, but in the final scene, Vince Vaughn says to his daughter, good job, sweetie. Or no, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. And me and Val were like, proud of what? Yeah. what? yeah. 
Well, I guess maybe maybe it was he did say, I want you to act more like a act more like a kid. I want you to act more like a kid and have fun. You've already done all the hard work in school and you never seem to unwind. That goes back into my like every character being pretty wishy-washy and like the the movie starts off with Vince Vaughn delivering the speech and how no none of you should be participating in this mm. tonight and he immediately turns his back on his own like morals I guess which huh. he doesn't seem to I don't know but none yeah. of the characters seem to have like like the oh yeah there's a you know it's a just like things. a giant dinosaur bit this movie and spit it out. It is, and it's it's all of the 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 poo you're left digging around for the one <laughs> satellite phone left uh. that we get to watch, much like Jurassic Park Three, which is going to be my next film for review. What? No way. <laughs> That's intense. Yes, folks. Go, going back to some of the some of the stuff I had to watch around my getting better from being sick. This is one that I, I just. I know in the past, I remember it wasn't my favorite Jurassic Park, but I was, I was still under the impression, oh, I t- at least I like this one more than the new generation stuff. I, I'm not a big fan of the current Jurassic, Jurassic World, World. Uh, trilogy or series that we have happening. Uh, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, th- th- at least this one was the last of the good trilogy of movies. But after, after rewatching, you know what? I'm, I, I'm not 100% sold on that opinion anymore. Oh. This was a, uh, it, it went down a little rough. Going back to even the setup of the film, I feel like we've already well established in, in this world, in this timeline, how was this possible? Now, what's like, the setup of this one? It's been so a little it, while. We're, we're starting off with this, uh, this kid on, he's on vacation with his uncle. They're just doing like this parasailing, parachute gliding off a boat thing. Sometimes you see this off the coast, like on mm. beach, big beach towns and stuff. It's kind of a touristy kind of gimmick thing. You can coast down the, the, the surf from the height of a parachute. Well, this kid's doing this, doing this with his uncle and this uh, chartered service that offers to take you up to one of the islands where the dinosaurs were grown. The second island, which would have been where the uh, Jurassic Park 2 takes place. I forget the Isla Sorna. Nah, I, I'll believe it. Um, I, no, I, th- I think that's... Uh, it's all good. Nobody's going to fact check one. you here. Anyway, yeah, I'm not going to. I should have had that. I should have had that on Hey, me. if you guys want to um, want to tell us what uh, island it is, tweet at us. Instagram us. Tell us somehow. Get at us. Tell <laughs> us if Absolutely. Yes, correct us, please. <laughs> anyway, so we're, we're, we're gliding next to the island and... Yeah. The, the boat goes through a thick layer of random fog on this crystal clear day that pops out of nowhere, of course. <laughs> and when the boat comes out the other side, all of the crew in the boat's all, de- all dead, or at least they're gone. Um, assumed, of course, dinosaurs. And they have to glide onto the island. They disconnect from the boat and they have to glide onto the island. Setting up the story of Sam Neill's character, he's trying to go out about his life, just trying to be an archeologist. Of course, everyone's still fucking asking him about the Jurassic Park incident. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm, I'm over that shit. I'm, I just want to look up real dinosaur bones. He gets approached by William H. Macy and, oh my God, I can't think of her name now. It's not the lady from Dick and Jane right now. I, yes, don't, I don't know why. It is. Oh, yes, it oh is. shit. Uh, what's her thing? Uh, Madam Secretary. What the fuck is her name? I feel like I normally know it, but... Uh, <laughs> Mar- uh, not Marissa told me. Uh, fucking... <sighs> why can't we think of this one? Tweet us again. Tealioni. 
Taylor uh, Leone. I love that lady. Tia Leone. There we go. She and William H. Macy play a husband and wife, and they want to go on this exotic vacation. Uh, they they want to do a flyby of the of the island, and turns out they're actually the parents of the child we saw at the beginning of the movie. They're not telling our favorite archaeologist here, our paleontologist, excuse me, <laughs> Dr. Grant, that they actually want to land on the island and go search for him. So they, under false pretense, they get him there. They land on the island. He wakes up. He's like, what the fuck? I was just trying to nap on a plane, tell you about dinosaurs. Fuck this. So they drag him out. They st- of course, dinosaurs ensue. We lose all of our security <laughs> detail. Fucking Mr. Uh, Mr. Noodle from Sesame Street gets eaten by a dinosaur. Wait, who? And what? Is this the, a real person? The actor that plays the head of the security detail, the balding redheaded dude, he was on Sesame Street. Huh. Did not know that. Learned there you go. Every he, day. he played Mr. Noodle. He's a friend of uh, Elmo's. <laughs> Look! That's Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr. Noodle! Huh. Did uh, not know there was a character named Mr. Noodle. It's yep. interesting. He I like just that. Uh, pantomimes. He doesn't actually speak. Okay, uh, I can get behind that. Yeah. Sorry to kill your My, vibe there. Michael Jeter, by the way. Mr. Michael Jeter. Um, <laughs> um, oh, uh, and I, sh- I should mention there's a photographer that comes with Dr. Grant, who's uh, this, like his protege. He's not a photographer, but he brings a camera with him. He takes pictures. I'm trailing off here because we're kind of getting back into some similar territory. We get to see some different dinosaurs. We're in a different place that obviously, as mentioned before, this is not the island that Dr. Grant visited. So he has no familiarity with anything about this. Not to say he had a lot of time to learn the the fucking layout of the last island. Hmm. But what kind of goes on for me, it's like, it feels very forced. A lot of the movie feels very forced. Hmm. We get a lot of this moments we recognize the music sounds very similar we kind of get some setups that seem like we're gonna we're gonna see some callbacks to the first one that don't ever actually pay off of course the raptors are coming to play that's the big draw he's that's his main attraction dr grant is like the fucking raptor king except (laughs) these raptors for some reason yeah yeah watch the the og that's what we need to do is get the two of them in the same movie and they have to work on a raptor together. Oh baby, shit. that's that's know. Dominion. It's common. Oh, all right. I'm I'm pumped. That's that's Don't lie. Yeah. Don't feign I'm, your entertainment. I'm not. I'm it's really not. I'm, I'm not, I can I will <laughs> I will absolutely not hold my breath. I don't know. This movie was a yellow light for me. Like it's but it's signals to me now after that rewatch, kind of the beginning of the end. Mm. I feel like it's like, "Oh, I see." This was this was the turn. The first Jurassic World isn't the turn into the bad Jurassic Park movies for me. This this is the beginning of allowing that the rest of this stuff to continue happening. Second one was cheesy, but I still enjoy the ride. I maybe I'm just a bigger Dr. Malcolm fan. I don't know. And speaking but, of which, second one, Vince Vaughn's in that one too. That's very true. Oh, there you Crossing go. Crossing over with See? the binge. That's right. Maybe, and last week's episode starts seeing Hutch. We got a Vaughn thing going this this we're, show. We're just Vaughning the whole month away. We're <laughs> we're we're gonna bring this month to a close with some Vaughnage. <laughs> yeah. I just yellow light. I mean, go rewatch the first two. I mean, the third one is fine. Complete the trilogy, I guess. There you go. But uh, yeah, don't force it like they force that movie. Apparently, because you know, oh yeah, I I am honestly much more excited to hear about a completely different third chapter in a trilogy of films that you got to see this week, my good oh. friend. Okay, I'll get into that. I got around to seeing the highly anticipated comedy Bill and Ted Face the Music, 
or as some people call it, Bill and Ted 3. The movie picks up 25 years after Bill and Ted's bogus adventure, and at this point in time, the fabric of space and time is crumbling beneath them. Unbeknownst to them, they slowly realize this, but the greater good knows this is happening. So the Wild Stallions still haven't written the greatest song in the world that would bring peace and harmony to the world and now fix the space-time continuum, apparently. Unfortunately for them, like I said, stuff's crumbling. Time is getting all loosey-goosey here. They're running out of time. These guys only have 78 minutes to write this song. So they had to plan to travel throughout time and steal the song from their future selves. The only downside is they don't know when they wrote the song, so there's a bit mm. of trial and error in this. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and as if that's not bad enough, they find out that their wives are going to leave them. So they try to fix that while they're oh, fixing shit. this okay. other situation. And on top of that, there's a killer robot hunting them. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh -huh. Oh, wow. All right. So odds are not in their favor this Damn. time. Um, and all throughout time, as they're doing this, their daughters are pretty much female teenager or 20-something-year-old versions of them. And they're not okay. doing much with their lives, but they know music and they love music. They end up finding out what happened to their dad and they want to help out. They also travel through time and assemble the world's best musicians to join the Wild Stallions, which is their dad's band. Okay. Uh, there's, there's a lot that's going on in this movie and it's all being no, meshed shit. together, but somehow it works. It's, it's nice in retrospect. It's nice seeing these guys back together again. It's been years, and we, I love their bond they had back in the day. And overall, it's just nice seeing Keanu Reeves having fun and being a goofball once again. Because he's, he's always playing these stoic guys, these action-packed, brute-type guys. And it's just fun seeing him let that serious side drop for a little bit. The opening of the movie, there's a montage of the Wild Stallions, along with Death, doing these killer fucking concerts. But then we find out that there was a... Uh, a downfall the band kind of split up and went their own way and bill and ted stuck together but death left and these guys were still trying to fulfill their destiny and <laughs> that didn't happen <laughs> so it's kind of crazy how that all unwinds on them there's some really great cameos kind of spread throughout the whole movie and you see nice. a lot of the old characters come back there's a really funny joke about bill's stepmom who became ted's stepmom or vice versa and now she's marrying someone else that's close to them that's how we kind of meet everyone in the beginning of the movie it's kind of kind of funny how that works out and like i said before they have kids that are pretty much them but yeah i'm just i'm, I'm dwindling here let's mm -hmm. get into the bad stuff all right so the cg was kind of bad in areas it was spotty some areas it looked great other areas it looked cheesy i couldn't tell if they did it yeah this or if it was budgetary the plot was a little lackluster compared to the maybe the first or second movie and their daughters are basically carbon copies of them and i'm not saying that the actresses were bad and terrible they were pretty great but i just feel like the writers didn't fully flesh them out and make them kind of original and unique to themselves oh okay. yeah so it kind of hurt me a little bit in that way so yeah i feel like they could have been written a little bit better overall the pros outweigh the cons in this movie it's a really uplifting upbeat fun movie you have a lot of chuckles it's interesting seeing these guys meeting different versions of their future selves seeing the highs <laughs> and lows that they're at like they go all throughout time here and you know how you get the little thing that tells you what's going to happen at the beginning of most movies or like there's something that kind of is a threat throughout the whole movie i don't i don't know there's something that they say in the beginning of the movie that later on pays off right at the very end. And it's like, oh, that's kind of clever and cool. And then it's like, once, once it hits you, what the answer of the movie is, it's like, oh, should have seen that one coming. I didn't. I'm a fucking idiot. 
But uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music, available on all VOD platforms. You can buy it. You can rent it. I'd say it's a green light. Um, I bought it. I'm kind of happy I bought this one. And fast forward a little bit to get to the post credit scene. There's a pretty fun post credit scene of the, the guys. Yeah, you could also see this one in theaters if you're feeling a little risky, or you can see it at a drive-ins, but I definitely think it's worth checking out. I'm not saying it's an amazing movie or a shitty movie. It's just a movie that we need right now in these weird, wacky wor- times that we live in. Weird, wor- 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 I'm a robot, apparently, who can't speak English. Speaking of which, Death and uh, this killer robot, my two favorite characters in this movie. These guys are fucking hilarious. Thank oh, you. nice. Sorry. What's up? You got questions? I got answers. I was, yeah, I, was, I was curious. So what's the runtime on this thing? Because this is a lot. That was, like, that was a <laughs> lot of layers you described. I'm curious how, how it I think all fits it's in. Like, I think it's like 98 minutes. So it's oh, pretty wow. much, That's one of my favorite parts of this movie. The fact that 78 minutes are tagged throughout the whole movie. They have a clock and they're counting down. And it's pretty accurate until the very end because you can play with a little bit at the end. Uh, and the... Before they find out they have 78 minutes. So that eats up maybe 20 minutes before they find that timeline. But it's that Jack Bauer failing that I like. And somehow they cut. And at the same time, I left out their wives are visited by their future selves who are trying to convince them that Bill and Ted might not be the best husbands for him. So they're jumping through time trying to see if Bill and Ted are ever going to be worthy enough to stay married to him because they're princesses from many times. So that was a whole nother thing that happened in there. I, I know Damn. it sounds like a lot and it's kind of slocky and crazy, but it really works somehow. And I'm happy. I was afraid. That sounds going like a fun it. time. Yeah, yeah. Like, that sounds like a fun, a fun ride though. Oh, totally. Now, if they do another one, I don't know what they would do with it. I, I could see them trying to hand it off to the daughters who are hilariously named Billy and Thea. So it's like Bill and Ted, like <laughs> they're pretty much their uncle's names just in female format. So if they did that, it'd be interesting. But like I said, they'd need to add a little bit more flair to these characters if that's the direction they're planning on going. So yeah, I know that's a lot that I'm throwing at you right now, but this is a big movie. So do you have any other questions you might be interested in finding out before you see the movie? Oh, I'm just wondering how long before I finally get to see it myself, actually. (laughs) That sounds like a great time. I'm I'm looking forward to this one, man. Yeah, well, well worth it. Check it out. Like I said, playing at drive-ins, playing at theaters, but I'd stay away from theaters personally after I dabbled last week in it. But you can rent it, I think, for like 10 or 12 bucks, or you can buy it for 20. So it's like, fuck it, I'll buy it. But uh, hopefully get to check it out sometime. I'd like to see what you think about it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, oh, and what was, what, was your, what was your light on that? I, oh, that's a, that's a green light. And green. may I also say, they're, they're first greeted by the daughter of Rufus, played by Kristen Shaw. Rufus oh. is George Carlin. He's unfortunately passed. And also her mother is like one of these supreme beings who like tell him, you got 78 minutes to get your shit together. And she thinks there's a few people who have conspiracies who think that Bill and Ted need to die for the prophecy to come true. So she also set out to have the robot hunt them down. And at the whole time, Kristen Shaw is like on a cell phone, like fighting with their mother about this because she has faith in what Bill and Ted are doing. And she believes in everything that her dad said. And there's a cool little cameo of Rufus in here that I don't want to spoil. Say how oh, it badass. Happens, but it's nice oh, that awesome. they worked him in there. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. So green light. Bill and Ted face the music. Rent it. Buy it see it do something uh honestly uh, a few years ago i watched the first one and then i watched the second one and the second one i kind of gave up watching it was kind of slocky and not for me and i was afraid maybe this would fall in that same category but this i think is better than the second one not as great as the first one but it's heartwarming and fun 
and uh, Kid Cudi's in it. He has more of an extended oh. kind of cameo, and his character that he plays is himself, but a smarter, more he's down with the cause. He knows what's going on. Like he's down. He he fits in with like the Big Bang Theory guys. It's kind of cool the way that. That's goes. funny. Yeah. Okay. Oh man. Okay. That's funny. Oh man. I'm I'm even more excited to see that one, dude. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping they get some good money on that. Um, but I think you watched kind of a classic comedy movie recently. Oh yeah. Well, maybe oh, it's I, not comedy. Maybe it's more sci-fi. I don't know what you classify it as. I I I think I think one of the subcategory genres you could easily put in there is is comedy. But if you have that kind of dark sense of humor, one of my favorite sci-fi modern classics, Starship Troopers. Yes. I. For me, the film personally has a lot of uh, sentimental value too. I remember going to a particular friend's like birthday party in like grade school when mm. the movie first hit video. And it was one of the movies that was like rented that night. And I saw that way too fucking young. In the same, in the same sleepover, watching Austin Powers, Starship Troopers, and Anaconda all for the first time. Nice. Yeah, baby. Uh, but Starship Troopers, man, stood I out to me. I'm with you on that. My dad took me and my brother to see it when it came out. So I'm with you. Saw it a little too early. Oh, Didn't probably man. know what was going on. Just saw but, beautiful big alien creatures. Oh yeah. And the like the and the, the locations are crazy. Like the sets look so otherworldly. I love the interior of these uh, spacecraft and the mm. different military bases and stuff. But that's getting that's getting ahead of things. <laughs> I, I love the art de design throughout the entire film. And we actually got to meet one of the people who got to work on the miniatures for this movie. Oh, no uh, shit. Working on the, uh, years ago, these low-budge horror movies that I had done some artwork for. And Adam had helped me out on for a few days of the, he used to do miniatures before, huh. well, miniatures disappeared. And uh, <laughs> that was one of the movies. He also got to help design the uh, weapons and armor for the film as well. So nice. he took my Blu-ray copy to set and had him autograph <laughs> it for me. And he gave me shit because it's like, what do you want my autograph for? Anyways. I'm just a guy who plays models. <laughs> exactly. Stupid that asshole. We're here now together. We're on this shit. No! Pay my bills. <laughs> Go to work. <laughs> Quit bringing this crap to me. Now, Michael, you're awesome. It's great working with you, dude. The film is set in this far-off future that is clearly the, um, well, there's a lot of implication and rumor online that like this might be a future world where maybe the Nazis actually won World War II, and in the far future, they have conquered the planet. Basically, the entire <laughs> planet's running under one government. Your citizenship is earned through military service, you uh there's a lot of rights that are restricted to you you have to apply for licenses to have children you're not allowed to vote unless you are a full-fledged citizen and the only way to do that is through military service anyways this that's all just the backdrop and setup <laughs> for this film a group of teenagers who are graduating high school are making that choice whether they want to serve or not or continue their schooling and our three main characters played by See Denise Richards, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, <laughs> and uh, Casper Van Dien. There we go. I was like, <laughs> I know these. I know all three of them off the top of my head. They have all decided to sign up, and they are all assigned to three different branches of the military. Now, Casper Van Dien and Denise Richards were dating in high school, but right off the bat, you can kind of tell she seems like she's kind of over this. <laughs> she's kind of over the shit. It's easy for her to be uh, distracted by the other pretty boy pilot who's joining the fleet academy and. 
she wants to join fleet too because she wants to pilot big cruisers and <laughs> of course our main character he ends up being assigned to be a, a, a foot soldier he's a grunt he's going to be in the uh, uh, light infantry and the the brilliant neil patrick harris which i believe was still writing off of the peak doogie hauser doogie hauser yeah yeah so he's still like seen as like this kind of a very intelligent character uh he gets assigned to psyops so because he's a psychic <laughs> and he's he's uh doing top secret military maneuvers and he's commanding large groups of forces and doing top secret research and shit they all part ways they'll go to their respective branches and during training you come to find out that uh their their enemy the bugs which are just like they they call them arachnids, but they are very alien-like, just kind of giant bug-like creatures. I mean, the size of a fucking Volkswagen Beetle, probably, <laughs> at the smallest, and up to the size of, like, a small house when you get to the big tanks and stuff. They're horrifying creatures that can just decimate planets. They've hurled an asteroid at Earth, destroying our main character's hometown, Buenos Aires. And assholes. decimating millions of lives, including their parents there. Now they're with renewed vigor. They're all ready to go meet the bug head on and start fighting into their territory and fighting towards their home planet, hopefully eradicating the species. Now, sounds really brutal because it is. The <laughs> film is based on a book of the same title, Starship Troopers, and uh, I've read that as well. Oh. Gotta say, they could not be more different things. Interesting. Uh, if, if there's any fans of the book that ever wanted to try giving the movie a shot, there's People Fighting Bugs is about where it begins and ends. That, that's about all the similarities are. The use of nukes, although rampant, the soldiers in the books are actually way more powerful. It's Everybody's more like Rambo, whereas yeah. in the movie, you're getting people shredded apart left and right. Uh, the body count's high in both worlds, but still in the book world, the individual's much, much more powerful and can go toe to toe. Another thing in the books, the bugs can talk. Oh, they're, and they're a little more humanoid and not quite as monstrous. They're very, very different worlds. Although the backdrop seems similar, it's the same kind of unified world government. It's very, very strict regimental lifestyle. The films are a lot more fun. This is a straight sci-fi slaughter fest. Now, have you watched the uh, spinoff straight to DVD ones or anything like that? I've watched a part of, I can't remember if it was the second or third one, but I did watch the animated sequel. I believe that was either the fourth or the fifth in the series. Now, that's that what I was wondering. Netflix. That sounded like it was more intense like the book or am I way off on that? Or is that more like the film? I mean, it's... What's interesting about... I really actually really enjoyed the animated film. It was, it was, kind, of, it was kind of out there, but... It was still a fun ride. That one, I, if you really, if you enjoyed the first movie and if you bothered to watch the sequels, might as well watch the animated one too. Nice. I think it's solid. Uh, the fact that it's still Casper Van Dien blending his voice huh. and they gave him the, the likeness. They followed through the storyline. He's still missing his eye from getting attacked by the bug in one of the ser uh, series sequels. It, that was a cool ride. It, uh, it is very much akin to the darker parts of the first movie. This film, though, I think has a lot of lightness to it. There's some comedic elements. We, try, we have some romantic storyline, although those characters get taken away and it becomes it, not dark, but our character's heartbroken for a little while. He, it, it gives him a, a reason to fight. And mm -hmm. uh, she, that character actually keeps popping back up and she comes back in the animated series nice. as a fever dream. She's kind of like an angel that helps guide him through this desert as he's like cast. He, he's been uh, removed from his group. Uh, what am I trying to say? He, he got separated from the rest of the- Now what about my main man, uh, 
Jake Busey. Is he in any of the spinoffs? I'm not sure. Or do they actually. kill him off? I, I completely I do forgot not, about Jake. He survives the movie. He's a, he actually makes it all the way to the end recruitment commercial. He becomes his second in command by the end of the movie. I, I This is one of my favorite characters of his. Oh, yeah. I think he's fucking awesome in this movie. Michael Ironside. Mm. I love that guy. <laughs> he playing their school teacher who ends up being their squad leader until he meets his fateful end. Like a boss, he, though. He goes oh, out like a badass. If, if the same thing were happening to me, I'd expect the same from any of you. <laughs> I love that guy. He's uh, a side note. I loved his voice acting in the video game series Splinter Cell. He's always going to be Sam Fisher to me. <laughs> uh, that that guy just has a badass voice. And I love seeing him pop up and, and stuff when you just being those kids. Usually bad guy roles, but <laughs> he just does it so well. There's I want to say there's a few other faces. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but it's overall... Like I said, it's one of my favorite films. Starship Troopers gets a green light for me. Nice. I'm, it's one of those I think I've got to watch it at least once a year. It's still worthwhile. Although <laughs> some, some of the, uh, some of, a lot of the effects are dated. There's so much practical stuff in this film. And it's like, it was made at right at a point in time where it was a very great blend of the two mediums. They do such a good job with the, the props. And although, yeah, it's, it's, on the lower end budget for a spectrum of like big blockbuster movies, it's still an enjoyable ride to this day. And I highly recommend if you haven't watched it in a while, give it another go, make a night of it, have some fun. Nice. I can get behind that. Great movie. Now I have a movie which uh, is kind of based off some other movies and some old comic books and stuff. I finally got around to uh, seeing a movie that has been shelved for many years, but Disney's finally released it. I'm talking about the new mutants. Oh, um, hell yeah. It's about a girl who wakes up in a hospital run by one doctor who monitors a bunch of new mutants until they're able to harness their powers and until they're deemed ready to fit into society. There's only five mutants in the hospital when we are seeing the hospital and they're kind of kept there by a telekinetic force field shield that surrounds the land that the hospital's on for their own safety nobody wants any uh, mutants getting out there causing chaos and trouble mm, of course of course <laughs> as you could think all's good and ends well that is until each mutant starts facing their nightmares their nightmares become a reality and oh. it turns out things aren't exactly how they appear to seem at the hospital this situation takes the ragtag team of misfit mutants and brings them together as a team. Oh, man. I had, I had some mixed feelings about this movie. For starters, Ooh. I saw it at the drive-in. Now, this is all just me complaining about the viewing experience, but I do get into some better things here, guys. I got to vent for a second. Sorry. Uh, no, so I saw it at the drive-ins, and the screen was improperly formatted. So some oh. things were kind of cut off at the bottom, like you could tell that you oh, could see like man. shit. But... The bigger issue I had, there was the top part was very well cut off. Like you were seeing like people's foreheads being cut off and it was Ugh. so noticeable and I was so angry. Yeah, I was so pissed. I got used to it after a while, but it just not the proper way to see it. And then that outside, sucks. I could hear two people having very loud conversation throughout the whole movie. And so I was a little distracted and a little angry, but I still had to give the movie as much attention as I could give it. So the movie itself has some pros and some cons. For starters, it was kind of hard knowing which powers the mutants had. Um, at one point, I thought there was two different mutants that both had like Johnny Storm style fucking fire powers, but I was wrong about that. And other characters were like, all right, she turns into a wolf. 
she kind of has like a metal arm and she can fucking teleport through different areas and this and that. And then where you don't know what the new mutant, the brand new mutant in the hospital, we don't know what her power is yet. So it's kind of a little ambiguous. And I feel like I should know what the powers are of these characters, but I don't fully know even after I finished seeing it. Oh God. Okay. Which, okay. I don't know. My brother also had the same issue with it. So I'm like, I'm not the only one. Uh, but, oh man. And he's the comic book head too. Like, yeah. Damn. Yeah. But, like I said, there was people outside talking very loudly. It was him and this person that we went with. So I, I blame him for not fully knowing. But I guess mm. the movie itself uh, <laughs> kind of didn't tell us what we needed to know. They tried building tensions very high amongst these teenagers. And I felt like it was too high. Like, there was already a click set up. And but when, before this one character joins in, and then they, one character picks on her, another character likes her, another character is kind of... Like, eh, I don't care anyway. But I will say, they did give each mutant their own rich backstory. There were a couple of Easter eggs that were connected this movie to the Fox X-Men movie franchise, which was pretty sweet. Uh, the CG was pretty decent. I will say, my two favorite characters in this is uh, this one character called Demon Bear. He was pretty badass looking. And then one of these characters had like a puppet the whole time of a pterodactyl that she would talk to and call Locky. Uh, Eventually, that puppet becomes a fucking badass um, real life ty uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's not T-Rex. A pterodactyl <laughs> that fights oh this Demon Bear thing. And it is fucking mind-blowing and magnificent looking and just fucking fun all around with those two characters yeah so th those were pretty cool um delightful there were some genuine scares in this movie like i will say the oh. horror aspect was really awesome like that's cool yeah it was that was my favorite part of this movie seeing an x-men movie based in the frame of a genre of horror which was really sweet oh like, damn that's fucking cool yeah and it wasn't just cheesy jump scares it's like no genuine things that like freaked you out a little bit and yeah, that I really, really dug, and I'm happy. They pushed it as far as they could. It's a PG-13 movie, but what they did do was like, holy shit, that's trippy and mind-bending. I really commend that. Oh, um, damn, okay. Yeah. All in all, it wasn't a perfect movie. Uh, it, wasn't it, it wasn't incredible. I'd like to say that this movie also wasn't as bad as people made it out to seem. Uh, because Fox wanted to dump the movie. They just wanted to kill the movie. They wanted to reshoot the movie. When Disney bought them, they weren't sure what to do with it. They never even reshot the movie. So it just kind of lived in a weird place for a couple of years. But overall, comparing this to some of the other X-Men movies that have released, like the nine X-Men movies, I'd say this is a green light. It's definitely worth your time. And if you're a horror fan, oh, wow. you might okay. like it. Yeah. So I'm happy that it finally released and I got to see it on a big screen. Hopefully I'll see it another time and actually be in the right mindset and zone to see it. But Everything worked in its favor, in my opinion. And I was kind of pleasantly surprised because I know they filmed it out here in Massachusetts. So I'm like, let me watch to see if I know anybody that worked on it. And uh, the APOC of the show that I'm starting back up on this week was the APOC in this movie. So I'm like, ah, oh, sweet. Oh. I'm going to talk to him about this tomorrow. Badass. Yeah. Nice. yeah. So I was That's excited. Cool. Yeah. And then a guy that we went to college with uh, edited this director's uh, big movie or assistant edited The Fault in Our Stars. He actually was... Uh, assistant to the director on this movie so that was kind of cool this guy oh Greg shit Borkman. oh damn yeah i kind of met him here and there a little bit seemed like a cool guy so that was kind of cool seeing two names that i knew in the movie but yeah check it out really i i don't know what the plan is i knew that disney wasn't going to drop it on bod because apparently when they acquired fox they also made a deal that their movies would have to premiere on the big screen before they put it on little screen so i'm wondering now if this is going to end up on disney plus or hulu in a couple of months i don't know but 
You should check it out. I wouldn't say rush to a theater. If you could see it at a drive-in or something safe like that, I'd say you should check it out. Okay, dang. Yeah. Ho- hopefully a properly framed screen, though. <laughs> yeah. Or now, I'm wondering, maybe the director shot it very awkwardly like that to fuck with people. And uh, job well oh. done if that's the case. I doubt that. Oh, God. Yeah, it's Sorry. like, I hope not. Damn. <laughs> I-, I was curious, uh, how did it, was it apparent where it fit into the world of X-Men films or... Did this just totally stand on its own and just live as its own movie? Um, no, it uh, doesn't really say where exactly. If I had a guess, I'd say connect it to the original X-Men franchise, not the uh, future past or whatnot. But it is very much when a twist happens, which isn't a huge twist, because they even mentioned the X-Men. The X-Men are mentioned in it. They also talk about, hey, if you do good here, I have uh, someone who works outside of here who has a school for gifted children. So you might be able to join them. So they talk about Professor X, but there's something here that really connects it to the Wolverine saga. I want to say it connects to Logan. So I could see this movie was going to connect and come together eventually. But unfortunately, the Fox franchise died. And I don't know if they're going to give this movie any other movies after this. Um, I know Mm -hmm. the director had a whole trilogy planned out. But I will say the news is that this movie is number the number one movie to be released during the pandemic. It uh, made good money. So hopefully, maybe we'll see him again. I don't know. But uh, All right. yeah, like I said, Easter eggs. Definitely, if you're eagle-eyed, you'll catch it. Uh, if not, nice. it's all good. You'll still have a good time, I think. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, I always love finding the little the Easter eggs and stuff like that. But I, uh, some, by comparison, something where I have no idea anything about the world, like when I went to see Shazam, I mm-hmm. still had a great time with that. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear of both things. I like being able to go see something with someone who may not have nearly as much interest in that type of world, but you still can have a good time watching this movie playing out. Yeah, you, you know? but I will say I did see this with another uh, older, not old, old, but a little older uh, Marvel movie. I, I saw it with uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, and my God, I forgot how fucking charming that movie is. I, I love oh. it. Nice. Fucking That's a good double feature. Quote. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty sweet. I was happy about it. Because I'm like, oh, man, I got to watch this again. But I'm like, ooh, I really enjoyed it. Different tastes. One's a horror, one's a comedy. Goes together like peanut butter and fucking chocolate. No, oh, ooh, yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, any any, any other questions about it? No, nah, man, I'm, I'm eager to see this one. I, I, I'll probably... I feel like what you said is probably going to end up happening. It'll probably float out to either the Hulu or the Disney Plus. I'm hoping Disney Plus. It seems yeah. like something they're probably not going to try to charge for if they do wait the fair amount of time, which I'm, I'm sure there is an agreed upon contractual date upon after release from theaters that they're then allowed to start streaming it. But mm. let, let's get it quick. Yeah. There's yeah. The rest of us want to watch it too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I'd, I'd be intrigued to see your take on it. Like I didn't know too much about New Mutants. And apparently this was going to connect to, as I'm going back to the question, because I don't know how to keep my mind in one place. Uh, mm. In an earlier draft, this movie was going to be connected to Deadpool as well, because mm. uh, one of the characters is a sibling of Colossus, and they were going to bring in that Colossus from Deadpool into this. Oh, badass. Fortunately, that didn't sync up. Colossus is awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his sister's pretty cool, too. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. Can't wait to to meet the the new youngins, the new the new mutants. <laughs> wow, guys, we brought you three brand new movies. Talked about some classic movies. Whew, thanks for sitting down and listening to this super sized episode, guys. It's a good size. Yeah. Right. Sup, sub super uh, decent 
size. Health, a healthy sized episode. Right. Not as big as last week, but not as small as the previous couple of weeks. I feel like it was yeah. a good mix. See, episode 49, man. We're, we're coming up on it next week. I, I think, is Five, this oh. not episode 49? Yeah, yeah, 50. This is, this is 49, yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Whew, how are we going to top these movies? I don't know. You're going to have to fucking download and find out. Please subscribe. Please like. Please comment over on fucking Apple Podcasts. A, a subscribe would be pretty sweet if you guys did. Um, yeah. But please get at us and interact with us on the socials. Dennis, do you know where they can find us? Because I can't think of anywhere. Oh, well, I can think of Reddit, Instagram, Facebook, and Instagram again. Twitter, <laughs> Instagram. I fucking mentioned it twice. Why not a because it's time. that damn good. That's right. We're, we're there quite often. You, um, it will not be hard to reach us, to be entirely honest. There are links to our Discord channel on the Reddit page, mm. and we'd love to chat with you there. We've got some fun posts. All of our past episodes you can find if you're having trouble finding those links or your particular service, something's missing. Yeah. We've got our YouTube page, which has all sorts of other fun little nuggets to slop onto the toast. I don't know what what are you putting nuggets of on your toast? Never mind. God, that was uh, I'm putting little dino nuggets on it and maybe dino- a little cheese. Maybe it's like a grilled cheese with like dino nuggets. Oh. It's a weird amalgamation that shouldn't exist well, there you that go. I made. Yeah. Crispy uh crispy grilled cheese. Yeah. Dino, dino grilled cheese. You know, it's like a nice nice uh poor man's fucking dinner. I don't know. But yeah, After- all those places that Dennis mentioned <laughs> Uh, we're at movie underscore toast but at youtube we're at movie toast news and reviews also over on uh twitch as well but oh yeah also for a little bit of time you can find us on our own little website called movietoast.com. yeah well the the other places are better to find us yeah we're you're gonna get our attention faster you know we want to chat with you folks yeah so i i think that that brings us to the end here sir yeah that was a a solid one man yeah, that was a good you. number two. Meow. I don't know what the meow was. I was going for a poop, and then I'm like, oh, we could get that sound effect mixed in later. But then a cat came out. I don't know what that was. Ugh, oh, getting loopy Christ. here, guys. Sorry about that. Oh, man. Well, as always, everybody, stay toasty. <laughs>